<laughs> oh, we're re- that's we're, new. We are recording. We're on. Okay, that's new. Yes. Okay, we've got to lock. Do you in have any car. um pet names that people have tried to call you that you don't like, or do you just embrace them all? I. <laughs> You're right. Those are upside down. It made a good sound. That's my nose getting like clapped oh, between was, them. I couldn't work out how you did that. Okay. Woo! Welcome. But, but the people listening at home, Zoe, just, I don't know, perform some kind of bizarre feat of, I don't know, pseudo-masochism with her, like, headphones on okay. her face. So, anyway, I was just asking, has anyone ever called you a pet name you don't like? Um, I don't like honey. Gives me ick. I only get called honey by women. Yeah. So, and I don't mind it. Like if Bron was to do it, that would be fine with me. Yeah. I'll accept it from like older women. Sure. Mm. Mm. Don't like it from partners. And younger ones like Bron too. (laughs) (laughs) The 18 year old Bron. Yes. (laughs) Um, So I had one boyfriend who really liked to call me Dal. Ugh. Vomit, yuck. Um, what else? I quite like darling. Darling depends who's saying it. We all know I have a particular brand of human that's allowed to call me darling. Mm. Yep. Heavily tattooed baristas. We'll say no more on that. <laughs> um, and what else? Oh no, Dal was terrible. It was so bad. It was so aging and like bogan. Hey, and- Dal. It makes me feel like I'm at the town bakery. I had to ask him to stop. <laughs> yes, essential. I had another boyfriend and he oscillated between... No, sorry. I had another situationship and he oscillated between... Is there any other kind? Not if you're me. <laughs> between kiddo... <laughs> That's me rejecting that. Edit that out. Yuck. Don't like kiddo. Ew. Okay, but he flipped between kiddo and boss. Boss is acceptable. <laughs> I liked the contrast. I like boss. I don't like kiddo. But- so, okay. The thing I will note about that was that it was kiddo when we were in the situation ship. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then we didn't see each other for a while. Then we saw each other again and it had become boss. Oh, And I don't know what I'd done in the intervening time to give off some boss B energy. I like the role reversal for you. But I'd grown into it. Yeah. I Yeah, but I think you've always had boss witch energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're my two that I probably really don't like. My mum doesn't like when people call her babe, but there are like certain brands of women that do that as well. I like to think I do it either ironically or in a mm. hyper-specific situation mm. where I'm emulating a specific energy. I'll accept gay men calling me babe. That's fine. Yep, agreed. Agreed. Uh, <clears throat> what else? So I've been kiddo, kiddo boss, doll, and that's about it. Bron's uh, got one for mine. Yeah. She says his name and then button. Oh, Ben. Sorry. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> Immediate ruining of the coy. Oh, I'm not being coy. I'm just trying to protect his privacy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a com. I mean, it's it is a common name. Yeah. He's probably fine. She's yeah. And it's not even his name. She's just nicknamed him Benjamin Button. True. So actually that's not revealing anything. Okay. Yeah. We have some weird vibes right now. 
Okay, the vibes are weird because I've had to go and chuck the dog in the back of the Mazda. <laughs> yeah. Because he's too and annoying. Um, just for full disclosure, it is like f- quarter past five it is. in July. Well, it's quarter past five in July. It's dark. It's, so, it's okay that he's like just in the car on his bed. Yeah, he's it's just fine. having a snooze. He wasn't going to be able to have a snooze no. in my house. No, the sun has like gone down already. He's fine. He's fine. Poppy's in her sulk pose because she hasn't had dinner yet. Oh, is it where she does the Superman arms? Yeah, it's the Superman arms. I can't actually see her. Yeah. Oh, I can. I can just see her. Anyway. Welcome. welcome. We're here to report on... It's probably going to be a quick one, I'd say. I think it's going to be a quick one. I think um, largely we're here to report on some cabaret. We went to the cabaret again. (laughs) Classic us. We didn't... Well, I didn't get to go last time, so I was actually thrilled I got Mm. to go this time. Now, for all intents and purposes, the cabaret was a surprise to me. I still fundamentally don't understand how it was a surprise because we had communicated about it several times and I'd sent you two different clips of the performer (laughs) and you'd said, yep, I'm into it, which indicated to me that you'd watched them. (laughs) I think I just looked at the picture, like, you know, the thumbnail. (laughs) And it just looked like a fun time. (laughs) I really wanted you to watch it because I wasn't sure if you would be into it. Very glad I was. I'm glad you were too. <laughs> um, so you walked in with actually no expectations. I had no idea what was happening. So before I went, because um, uh, we weren't actually going to meet beforehand, really. Um, you no. told me it was at what? seven. It was an eight o'clock show. So you had told me to meet you at 7.30. Yeah. Um, at the theatre. At the theatre. I thought the show began at 7.30. Oh. So... Um, Later on, uh, Ben and I talked about how we thought that that was you managing Tom time because I have not had a good track record lately because it's winter and I'm stressed. Well, I would have suggested meeting earlier and catching up, but I assumed you would have just been late. So I said, I'm not even going to try. Like in my brain, I was like, I'm not even going to try for a dinner. <laughs> I'll just say 7.30. I'll be at the theatre at 7.30. You'll walk in as the bell goes at 7.45. We'll down a Pinot and off we trot. Yep. Uh, which is actually in the end what happened when we arrived, but we did arrive at the same time because we managed to have dinner first. We did. So you actually said at like 5.30, well, I'm ready. (laughs) Yeah, I'm ready. And you're like, what? Two hours in advance? I was not. (laughs) (laughs) You were ready. So uh, yeah, I got my skates on. And we met, we had some noodles. We had, it it was great. I enjoyed it. It was nice. And then we had a jug of watermelon margarita. I was just trying to think. I was like, I feel like we had some booze, but I we can't did. remember where it was. Because I said to you, I think we need to be a bit tipsy for this show. Now, at this point, I'm going to tell you what I thought was happening with the show. Mm-hmm. I truly thought what we were going to was some like Tim Minchin style comedy singing. It was not. It was not that. It was not. Like, because Ben asked me, he goes, what is it about? I said, look. I'm pretty sure they're singing and I think it's a comedy show. Yeah. Which there was both of those things. Both of those things happened, but that's, I did not realize the um, cabaret legitimate energy that was going to be there. There was so much LGBTQIA plus or legitimate energy. Hmm. Um, and I, I expected it. It would, I was thrilled about how much, because, okay. Do you know what I hate? Tell me. I hate something that should be full of legibitiqua ally energy. Mm-hmm. 
and some girl has dragged along her cishet boyfriend and he sits there and broods and hates it. Ugh. Don't bring him. He doesn't want to be there and we don't want him there. Do not trick him into going. It's not fun. No. And because previously when we've been seeing quite a bit of cabaret, yeah. you had said to me, which is all, like kind of also my experience, I suppose, um, like I enjoy it. But in these shows with a big cast, there's not much for your gays. Correct. Or for the gays. Correct. Uh, gay. <laughs> yeah, any gay. Um, <laughs> so they're usually full of <coughs> women stripping. Usually, yes. Looking amazing. Loving it. Oh, like, they're killing it. Slay. We enjoy it. We, we like the raunch. We mm. love it. The boys dragged along to that love it. Because they get to see a nip tassel. Exactly. Yeah. They're having a good time. It's operating on several levels of like intellectual humor and Right down to none. (laughs) Right down to none. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This one though was one performer and a band. And a band. Who he did not even introduce. (laughs) He kept gesturing (laughs) at introducing them and then moving straight along. It was quite funny. It was one of the gags. It was quite good. Um, Interesting use of the word gag. (laughs) (laughs) Considering what the show was like, okay, the show was like like once it's okay. Hold on, we need to we need to back, back up to the foyer. <laughs> Backing right up, we've had a jug of margarita, <laughs> margarita, watermelon margaritas that's always tipped on the table. By accident, <laughs> the ice <laughs> just out of pure rage, demonic rage. <laughs> the noodles were too spicy. I didn't like it. Then I, they were not. I liked them. I liked um, them too. <laughs> then I considered really briefly trying to scoop the margarita back into my cup. I saw you attempting to do that and I was like, don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have waste. Waste not want not, as Grandma Jean would say. Ugh, no. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, we're approaching the foyer. You still really don't know what we're seeing. I'm still confused. You're still so confused. I don't know what's going on. I don't even remember the name of this person. As we walk toward the theatre, <laughs> I'm going to say we're like... <laughs> I'd forgotten about like this. Like 50 metres away. Yeah. You see two men walking toward the theatre in front of us holding hands. There might have been a cheeky like like back jeans kind of pocket situation. I hate myself for noticing this. <laughs> and you went, gaze in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm um, like, we were both thrilled about that. Uh, always. And always as we are. got up the stairs, we happened to be talking about a friend of mine who is bi and who like a year ago or so was on the looking for women Tinder as a woman. <laughs> yes. And she asked me to look at her profile and she asked me why she wasn't getting any matches. This is one of my favorite stories. She I asked every me time. like a famously one zero on the Kinsey scale why she wasn't getting any matches. Yeah. And I went, okay. I mean, I think possibly it's the bit where you describe yourself as conservative. That'll do it. It could be, but I can't guarantee it. The safari suits in your photos. I don't know. I'm trying so hard not to laugh. <laughs> And I went, what are you matching? Like, what do you look at when you... Because I can't really answer this. I don't have the right lens. I don't have the experience. What are you looking for when context. when you look at a profile? And she said, well, I don't match with anyone who has fun hair or extra piercings. <laughs> we have a similar filter. And I was like... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh. 
okay, why? And she went, well, it really it, diminishes the population. It really <laughs> reduces that particular population. And I was like, mm, why? And she goes, well, it just indicates to me that they're a party girl and I'm not really a party girl. And I was like, friend of mine, dear friend, I, I don't meet your standards. But by, by, by these standards, I would be a party girl. I don't think we can equate fun hair and ear piercing. And you factually are not. <laughs> Canonically, not Canonically, a party girl. Canonically, not a party girl. Yeah, not a party girl. Resting, not party face. Resting, not party face. <laughs> so we were talking about this and then we end the foyer and you and I look at each other and at exactly the same time go, lots of fun hair. Lots of fun haircuts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lots of fun hair in this foyer. Immediately followed by me going... I didn't know that all the gays were going to be here. Why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you tell me it would be full of gays? <laughs> I've not dressed appropriately. <laughs> <laughs> and then doing a quick like revise of my outfit yeah. and going, actually, no, I'm wearing a beanie. I'm actually, cute. I look cute. It's fine. And you had a little scarf. I had a scarf and a beanie. I looked It was cute. adorable. Was you were very cute. You did look very cute. You, I did say it's okay. I've dressed for both of us. <laughs> Kind of you. Classic. I, as I always do. Yeah. I, I, I appreciate it and respect it. I like when we both dress, though, because we're like a power so dresser. Good. We're such a power couple. Mm. Mm. When you have a blazer on. That picture came up for me in my memories recently. Unstoppable. The one of us in front of the bus. Oh, my God. And you were nervous about the blazer that night. Do you remember? I was. It was the first time I tried a blazer. Yeah. You were really nervous about I it. I bloody rocked it. You rocked it. I was also, like, quite skinny because I was, like, 19 and had no money for food. And I had fishnets on. <laughs> oh, my God. Amazing. What a good time. I feel like we probably saw Cabaret then, too. I don't remember. Can't recall. Can't remember what we saw. Do do remember the photo shoot in front of a school bus. Yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah, you said to me, uh, why didn't you tell me it would be full of gays? Incensed. And I'd sort of anticipated it would be probably. I don't know. I was like... Because remember, I've forgotten what we're viewing. And I was like, I sent you the clips. <laughs> like, I thought it was self-explanatory. Me thinking I've got zero knowledge about this, but you've actually <laughs> conveyed it to me multiple times and I've erased it from my mind. Even the name of the show was like something fairly camp. Because sometimes I wonder if you actually believe me, like about what is erased and what's not. Cause no, I, I believe you. Because I'm like, I have, I have no memory of this at all. I believe you. <laughs> I absolutely believe you. As long as you believe me that you did once have the information. I, if you tell me that you have conveyed it to me, you believe I me. fully trust you. Yeah. Anyway. So, oh, and then you said, um, if I knew it was full of gays, I would have brought one. <laughs> I said I would have brought mine. And then you said, because you have. <laughs> and I was like, do you mean I brought you? Yes, I did mean that. <laughs> So we're off to a roaring start. Because I can't bring you because canonically... Oh, sorry. Canonically. Canonically. Not gay. Uh, one zero on the Kinsey scale. Mm. So I've done my due diligence and brought a gay. Yeah. You feel like you've let the team down. Yeah. You need to be bringing one. Especially when I finally had one to bring. But by this logic, isn't that just like an exponentially growing number of gays? I think that that's one, how we operate, though. The one that you bring. <laughs> we're like a fractal pattern of queer. <laughs> Because <laughs> if you bring one, they have to bring one, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, it's a Fibonacci sequence. Okay, right. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> Fibonacci, the famous homosexual. <laughs> oh, we have to remember to circle Any- back to the funny phrases that we liked. <laughs> Anytime I see a, one of those seashells now, I'm going to be like, gay. <laughs> seashells are canonically gay. <laughs> my grandma 
had so many. Spirals are queer. Everyone knows it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's nothing sacred. <laughs> Literally, no. <laughs> no, in this show, nothing was sacred. Um, do you know what? I did not expect what I got, and I am not at all disappointed. Because I said to you, I think this is going to be filth. And it was. <laughs> It was absolutely wretched and I thought it was so good. Like, I thought maybe, like, you know, when something is kind of so dirty Mm. and subversive, but in a great way and very smart and very talented. It was very clever. That I felt like maybe we were going to get stormed by, like, the FBI and Trump would arrest us. Oh, yeah. Like, maybe the Americans would be, would know we were having such a fun gay time and they would come and shut it down. Yeah. Imagine if the Americans got wind of that show. Watch out. So the show, I mean, the show had a theme of effectively trans allyship because of what's going on um, in America. And just like general trauma and being, looking after each other. Yeah, exactly. And um, it took a few, and because it was, it's like, I don't know if um, the performer Ruben K describes himself as doing drag or not, but it's definitely like. I think he did. Drag adjacent, if not drag. He he described himself as doing drag. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like. I and, described and it to someone else. in previous interviews I've seen with him, now that I remember who he mm. is, um, that's how he has described his, like the nature of what he does. Yeah. Because I described him to someone else as definitely like this show, drag-esque cabaret. Yeah. Like draggy cabaret. Yeah. So probably not what you imagine as full drag. Y- yeah. I don't know how to because explain it more clearly than that. No. I guess one of the differentiators was... <coughs> um, like, I don't want to be rude, but his level of talent in that he did his own singing mm. made it cabaret. Yes. And it was there was no lip syncing. No. He did really good physical comedy, like clowning. Oh, yeah. It was very, very good. Very His physicality good. was incredible. Amazing. Before we even go into the theatre, like a queue forms and he is just hugging people on their way in. Before they show their tickets. And I was like, who's that? And you're like, it's I was the like, performer. I was like <laughs> flapping. I was excited. I was starstruck. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. It's him. It's him. It's him. And he was hugging everyone as they went in. I thought it was just like a queer usher. I like, <laughs> I did not know why you were so excited. I was like, who is that? <laughs> no, it was the performer. Fully, <laughs> I know that now. Fully painted. He was glorious. He's so tall. I didn't expect so him tall. to be so tall. So tall and long. Yeah. Um, and then... As people were filtering in, he was kind of winding through the seats of people coming in and like making fun of them. Or stroking their beards. Or touching them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there was a man sitting next to us and I almost caught myself doing the thing that I expect people do to me. Mm. I almost caught myself feeling sad for him for being there on his own. Yeah. But I don't think he was sad. I don't think he was sad at all. It's no. very hard to be sad there. If you're having a bad time at that show, it that's on you. Because he kissed him. Mm. Yeah. On the lips? Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he I was looking. Him. I was nervously looking away. I didn't want to make eye contact with him. Because you didn't want to get Because I had touched. not had enough booze. No. Also, it was like week 10. Um, like, I could not engage with him in the way that would have been nice where it was good memory. Like, I would have just been having Freaked a panic out. attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, at the end of the show, maybe. Yeah. So, he did a good bit of wending around the audience, you know, telling women that their outfits were trash. Um <laughs> As a, you know, fair enough. Yeah, no, um, some of them were honestly rubbing shaved lesbian heads for good luck, like a Buddha. 
Um, that was important. I think that really helped his performance. Yeah, and she wanted it. She she, she did. He was affirmative consenting. As he actually along. asked her if it was okay, and she said yes, and she stuck she her would, hand. She said, there. "Please her do." Head, sorry. Yeah. Please rub my head. Yeah. I think it was good luck for her, even. I, it was good luck for anyone who got to see it. Mm. It was good luck for our eyes. Yeah. And then he opened with, um, I can't remember what the number was, but it was amazing. It's that Reba McIntyre song. No, he didn't open with that one. We voted for that one. Oh. Um, he opened with something else. Anyway. Can't remember. Sorry. Full vibe. As soon as he started singing, like it was before he even started the show, it was evident that this was an incredibly talented person. Oh, yeah. Then he did his opening kind of comedy set. Which um, is very, very good. And the thing that was wild about this show was I believed him when he said it was largely unscripted. Oh, yeah. Because of the reactions of the band. Yeah, you could tell from the pianist. The Yeah, exactly. He was my baseline for when it was something new and something that was like... Something that took him by surprise. Yeah. Because the band were reacting to jokes that they'd never heard before. Um, or they were great actors, but it felt as though it was unscripted, for sure and certain. Oh, absolutely. And for something that was unscripted, it was so sharp and funny. Oh, yeah. And poignant. You have to be very smart to do that. Oh, my God. Was it smart? Yeah. And clever and funny. One of my favorite early jokes um, was because, you know, people, good comedians will throw in a few Canberra jokes or a few local yes. kind of jokes. Um. And he threw in a joke, which only made sense to me because that weekend I had decided to watch The Craft. Oh, yeah. Okay. Followed by Practical Magic. Okay, yes. <laughs> You're fuming. I'm fuming that you've suddenly decided. It, okay, this is, this is my um, white whale. <laughs> and because your white whale with me is bowling. You won't go bowling with me. Yeah, and you won't watch Practical Magic or The Craft with me, and now you've done it. Okay, fine. <laughs> we never sit and watch a movie together because we just gas bag. Yeah, but still, you would never... You, I don't think you've ever taken a viewing recommendation from me, ever, not once. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Moving okay. right along. So, I was persuaded by The Craft. What you've got to do with me, and this is what my colleague Connor does well, it seems irritating at the time. It definitely... I can tell you right now it is. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'm telling you it's irritating. He makes a suggestion. He doesn't let it go. He comes round your desk at work. He makes you pull up YouTube and watch the trailers. You're not... We're never going to be in a situation where that's going to happen. Yeah. So he makes me pull up the trailer for The Craft. Yeah, which is an iconic film. Yeah. I watch it. I'm immediately taken, but I'm convinced when the trailer uses like like Ghostbusters kind of design word art um, to say exorcise, like exorcism, yeah. your, and then writes, R-I-T-E-S. And I was like, witchy wordplay, I'm in. That's what sold you. That's about what sold a, me. A 90s witchy cult classic. Yes. Was the witchy wordplay. The witchy wordplay. It was the w exercise your rights. It was the feminist witchy wordplay got me. It is a good film. So I've watched The Craft. I've watched Practical Magic. Another, which, which is a favorite film of mine. My other friend who is also gay <laughs> you can say you're other gay <laughs> um no i don't want to like reduce people to being a gay um <laughs> what would your mum say <laughs> she'd give you a look of disapprobation so my other friend jason i think it was probably equally fuming because he has wanted to do midnight margaritas with me the whole time we've known each other 
Like he wants to watch it and do midnight margaritas. Oh, of course. I talk about midnight margaritas, but I it never occurred to me that you wouldn't know, know the context just, of that. I don't get it. Okay. Now I get it. So I've watched them both. I get the Neve Campbell reference. Good. A few people clap and laugh. I clap and laugh excited that I get the reference. And the performer goes, that was a niche one. Fair enough. And then he goes, though. I got it. I thought it was funny. Though, to be honest, this entire show is niche. In fact, tonight is niche Lorraine. And everyone <laughs> cracks up. Like, applause. Round of applause. Yeah, we, th- we thought niche. Okay, I'm really and, glad you brought this up. But he immediately just goes, fuck you, camera. Fuck you, camera, for laughing at <laughs> a pastry joke. A pastry joke. <laughs> Uh, I was camera. into it because I have been trying to remember for weeks the joke about Nisha Lorraine because I keep hearing the phrase in my head, but I was like, why was it funny? Why was it funny? Why was it funny? And I'm really glad you brought it up because I could not connect the dots about why uh, I thought Nisha Lorraine was so funny. It was so good. It was really good. It was so good. A favorite phrase of mine yes. was when he had, I forget what he was doing. I don't think he was, he wasn't singing. He was, he was like monologuing. Yeah. Just being generally fabulous. Yeah. It was fantastic. And I think he was like, um, he was like looking into the lights and being, mm. you know, very like dramatic. And mm. it was it was absolutely gorge. And he made a reference to his eyelashes. He couldn't see something. He, he couldn't see. Something happened and he couldn't see. And he was like trying to like fix his eyelashes and then. Um, false eyelashes. Like, oh, yeah. He's false. Huge he's, false eyelashes. Gigantic. They're gigantic. Like They're fans. Spiders yeah. on his face. Literally. Actual tarantulas. Yeah. And he said, <laughs> what did he say? He called it a homosexual glaucoma. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, yeah, he was like, I can't see if you've never worn these, it's a homosexual glaucoma. <laughs> and like, I'm wheezing in my seat about this because it was so Ooh, good. We can only share with you <coughs> like the jokes that we're not complete, Phil. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that we actually can't share because it's just it's so yuck like at one point he was like lock the doors like (laughs) no one in or out like the jokes again there was a point where he was literally in the audience just like laying on top of this woman yeah he was was singing that guy whose birthday it was and the wife next to him was trying to talk to and say it's his birthday and this this like 50 ish year old cishet man yep sitting there starkly panicked 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 and the performer is now lying on his lap like kind of framing the man's face with his legs. Legs in, in a the Pilates air. V. Oh yeah, it was a V. And his head, who knows where. Down in like the aisle. Yeah. One of the other ones that got me was just a routine little number that he did where there was a step that kept getting in his way as he was going from the audience to the stage. <laughs> yeah, that was and he good. kept tripping over it and he just eventually went, That's a homophobic step. Yeah. <laughs> So I would like to use, I would like you to use that in real life. That's a homophobic step. If you trip over anything. I would like you also to use it. <laughs> <laughs> and to say my friend would hate that. <laughs> my friends, you and your many gays. All of them. All of them. <clears throat> yeah, I was in my element. Oh, yeah. In fact, I think I recall that you said, um, if this show ever comes back, you have to summon all of us. We're, we're all going. We're all going. Or as many as possible. As many as possible. We'll rally the troops. A um, whole squad. Megan Lirida, I'll bring mine. You bring... I'll bring mine, you bring yours. My gays will talk to your gays. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do sushi. Yeah. One of my other favourites... Because um, we're pescatarian now. Exactly. We're, I'm not. Well, but we might be in 12 months. Who I might knows? be. I don't know. I might be Depending like... Depending on our cholesterol. Oh, I just... Is I, that era of life. Mm, we're now... Oh. 
I forget mine checked again. We're but in anyway, our blood test on. era. Yeah. One and of my sh- other favorites, um, he was doing quite a like poignant moment about kind of mixed feelings towards RuPaul's Drag Race mm-hmm. and saying like on the one hand, you know, it's so good to see it in the mainstream and people see that it's like in a sense harmless um, and normalized. But on the other, it has become so commercialized through Drag Race and RuPaul that he felt it had lost its political power. Yeah. Um, and then he did a really poignant speech about um, the point of drag. And this is what this is the point of Mardi Gras as well, I assume. When, you know, people post on Instagram and they talk about Mardi Gras and they talk about pride and they're like, oh, I just, you know, I don't mind what they do, but does it have to be so loud? Yes, that's the point. Like, yeah, because otherwise, like Ruben said- yeah, the visibility is the protest. Yeah. The rainbow is the protest. The glitter is the protest. Like, because he said, otherwise, people who would never, ever, ever, you know, choose to be visible, we we lose them. And the implication there being to violence, to self-harm, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All the things, yeah. All the things. And he goes to the audience like, you he goes, we, you, he stops and goes, you lose too many of your kids to being invisible. So we need to like regain that protest. Yeah. So, and it was an interesting reflection on the tensions there between like, well, yes, RuPaul invisibility, but sanitized, commercialized kind of capitalist nightmare version of drag. Yes. Because largely that's why I won't attend. Mm, okay. Which, and when he said that, and I'm glad you're bringing this up because when he said that, it was the first time in many years I've reconsidered. Mm. And I thought maybe I should go because because of that reason. So, like, this might be deeply unpopular. Mm. Please I don't, say I it. don't like watching RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. I don't think it'll be deeply unpopular at all. I have friends who love drag. Mm-hmm. I love drag, but I don't like watching the show. And we all agree we prefer the seasons that RuPaul's not in. Oh, okay. So there's like one set in Mexico, Spain, that have France have different hosts. Mm-hmm. And something about, even though that's still like capitalist spin-off, whatever, diversification, without him, not that I'm here to judge authenticity of drag, but feels less gimmicky. Can I tell you what it is for me? Mm. And... I might be talking way out of turn. You have seen a lot more of it than I have. Mm. So I would like your insights because I actually haven't seen very much Mm. of it. What I did not enjoy about it was the way that, um, the way that that kind of toxic, um, relational interaction. Oh, they're just so mean to each other. They're so vile to each other. Is commercialized. And normalized. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I hated that. And I just thought, no. Be- okay. And maybe you haven't quite experienced this. Okay. Because in, Probably not. <laughs> in gay, in gay land, <laughs> yes. right, there is a whole subreddit, mm. like in real life. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> IRL. Like there's a whole like sub kind of trend that happens. Gay land. In gay land. <laughs> where there's, there's like a whole sort of community. Kind there's gatekeeping. Of- is yeah. it like, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. And it's like, this is for us, not for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And. Oh, you're not doing this right. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. And this kind of notion of 
the way to do it right is to be mean to others. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I really, really detest that because I think that that's a that's a so I think that's a social construct that exists across not just being gay or being queer or being in the legitimate kind of community, but I think it is really visible there. I think there's possibly increasingly like so one of the seasons i really enjoyed was the australian new zealand season yeah which had such limited input from actual rupaul mamaru that people thought maybe they had like green screened rupaul in wow okay because he was only in there like every so often yeah he did have joel creasy who i know you don't like i find him so irritating like a little bit preferable to reese Maybe. Anyway. Uh, preferable to who, sorry? Reese Nicholson. Versus who? Joel Creasy. <laughs> who would win? Oh, God. I don't know. We know Reese Nicholson's going to win because he's going to play dirty. I think I think I prefer Joel Creasy. I don't... Yeah, yeah, me too. For no reason. I don't have anything against them personally. I, just, I don't find their comedy that funny. Maybe they're both in there. I don't know. Maybe I'll do my research yeah. and cut all this out. I anyway. I do... Anyway, so in the Australian one, um, Australian-New Zealand one, which was actually filmed in New Zealand... Um, there was probably a clearer divide between performance and like backstage. Yeah. Okay. So you could see people code switch much more clearly between being kind of painted, being on and bullying each other for comedy purposes. Yes. Because it is a show. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I guess that's part of like humor that comes out of trauma. If we bully each other then the bullies can't bully us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm willing to subscribe to that as a theory. So there's definitely a drag trope of reading each other. Yeah. Um, which like Ruben K was doing to the audience. Yes, definitely. Which I thought was funny. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Like also. I thought it was funny when he like made fun of women's outfits. Um, I thought the Passag was like funny. I thought it was funny when he would ask someone a question and then immediately move on before they could answer. Yeah. Like, I really liked that. I thought all of that was funny and that's kind of part of the cultural comedy kind of script. Um, So I think contextually different ones bring that into real life and don't. Yeah, okay. And then probably producers exploit that or don't. And I think it comes down to the production. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because this is what I've been trying to work out as well. But... And this is why I'm kind of okay being in the camp that's like, mm, I don't really like watching it because I really like watching it in real life. Yes, because I was going to say, yeah. would you go to, there is something I want to go to. Okay, lay it on me. Okay. So it's in the daytime, which I think is funny. Like, I think it's objectively funny to go to drag in the daytime. It is. That is funny. It's, it's Kath, and Kim, Kath and Kim drag. Sold. Bingo. Sold. <laughs> Foxy moron. Foxy moron. And it's like $30, you get lunch and you play bingo and it's hosted by Kath and Kim Drag Queens. Oh, you're a great hunk of spunk. Yeah. So we're doing that, right? You'll do that with me. Obviously. Okay. Yeah. Because I really like it live. I, I really like like drag and cabaret. Like I, I really like seeing it live. I mm. just I just don't like seeing the mm. show because I don't like, to use your words, mm. the way they do or maybe don't exploit certain interactions to make it appear a certain way, mm. which is just television production that's how it works yeah whereas but i don't like seeing that like ruben k's point was the origins of this was really subversive yeah like a little bit communist (laughs) like on the side of the unions um taking the side of the underdog even at your own risk by being super visible doing it yeah etc 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 um and then 
having become a renewed target of hate, particularly in America, mm. for absolutely Even no reason. Absolutely zero reason. Um, and anyway, so he was doing this spiel and then was talking about the Reba McIntyre song. Yeah. Which I don't think was originally her song. I think that was the... Anyway. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. Um, and he was describing Grammys or Emmys or Oscars or whatever it Some might be. Some kind of award. Some kind of award show. And he said, sarcastically... Because let's measure art against other art because we all know that art is just sport for... (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) We can bring it, but... Sport for F words. Baguettes, as Lyra would say. <laughs> yeah. Hi, this is producer Zoe here. Um, and I'm in the post edit. And I just want to let you know that I've chosen to edit out our use of the F word that rhymes with baguette here. And I feel conflicted about doing it because some people get to use the word rec- as a reclamation. And by censoring it, I worry that I'm reinforcing the idea that what it represents is bad. And that's definitely not what I'm trying to do. So we're editing the F word basically for audience comfort sakes. But for the purposes of the joke, you have to imagine that the end of that sentence is art is just sport for F word that rhymes with baguette. And then you can have a nice laugh to yourself. (laughs) Rhymes with baguettes. Art is just sport for baguettes. And that got me so good. I have been thinking about that for a couple of weeks. Like I, every now and again, I, it pops into my mind about art because I had a few conversations with um, Ben about art. Okay. Um, just as they came up. Yeah. As you do. And in my mind, all I could think about was art being sport for queers. Yeah. <laughs> um, Let's pit it against each other and give it awards. Yep. Exactly, which is how actual sport works for I'm not really sure why. <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> it's probably some Herculean nonsense we have to, you know, blame on the Greeks. So I quite liked Art is Just Sport for Queers. Um, and we anyway, we had a fabulous time. That was so good. I think you said to me that was the best cabaret we've seen together. I think it is. I think it is too. I wish there was more singing. Like, I was so. He only did three songs. He did three songs. He had a seventy-minute show. He had a seventy-minute show. He got through three songs. Like part of the joke was he was like, oh, "I'll start the show in a minute," and then like it was the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing that I did quite like was at the very end he was like, "Now other performers, you know, lesser performers, they would be in the foyer and they would have merch to sell to you, um, but obviously." I'm not about putting my face on any old tat on any old tat and then opened a giant like burlesque fan that said child, child of, of divorce, divorce. <laughs> <laughs> with his face on. <laughs> oh, that was iconic. My other edgy. I thought I was going to wet myself <laughs> when he did that. <laughs> my other edgy joke that he told that I thought was really, really good. Um, and I don't know what the copyright rules are about telling people's jokes on podcasts. Full credit to Ruben K and his band, <laughs> who he credit. did not name. Go and see. Please go and see. Um, I also really enjoyed the story from his upbringing where he had an aunt that couldn't cook that was... <laughs> 
It's because she went to Auschwitz. <laughs> and, everyone, and his mum was always like, you've got to be kind to her. She went to Auschwitz. And his nan from the other room just yelled, so-and-so was mean before Auschwitz. I believe her exact words were, she was a bitch before <laughs> Auschwitz. <laughs> Amazing. So between, you know, that and the, the pastry-related humour, which he managed to weave in yeah. a few times. He did have a few good Russian jokes in there because his yeah. like, family were Russian. Yeah. Uh, immigrant, immigrants, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, duh. That's, sorry, that was yeah. stupid. Polish-Russian, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because uh, And he also had a few... Um, jokes in there about being like a russian jew yes yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um so anyway it was all excellent it was and very very good i was so because it's a risk going to a show on a weeknight at 8 p.m in the last week of semester mm. it's a risk yeah that was i've never been so glad to take a gamble on a show in my whole life i'm so glad and i'm even more glad that i as far as i knew i had no knowledge about it i like, I had knowledge and I was still blown away. Absolutely blown away by yeah. how good this show was. All of it was a serendipitous thrill yeah. for me. And then he ended with, will you still love me tomorrow? Which was... Gorge. Gorge. The singing was phenomenal. There was one... I think it was a song in the middle that was quite sad. And I was mm-hmm. like, I might shed a tear about this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, we should wrap up. But we can recommend, if you ever get the opportunity... To see Ruben K. And you want some filthy, raunchy gay shit... Go and see Ruben K. Yeah. In like kind of kind of a weirdly wholesome way. So wholesome. Basically the message behind it was it was meaningful. Stand together. Mm. Don't be silenced. Don't be invisible. Yeah. And be an ally if you can. Mm-hmm. Which you can. Yeah, you can. There's nothing in your way. There's nothing stopping you but your own idiocy. And when, I mean maybe there's things stopping some people. And contextually. Uh, fear of reprisal or something nothing good enough all right um go and see also for just like the best singing you might hear oh it's really good so good so holy good. guacamole holy guacamole I d- do you know what i'm gonna leave on this okay i dare you to go to ruben k's show and not come out absolutely loving and adoring him the challenge has been set my listeners yep. we dare we dare. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Alrighty. Uh, we're going to wrap up because we've got... You've got Nepal to play. I've got Nepal to play. You're not going to play? No, I'm not playing tonight. All right. Fair enough. I refuse to be rushed in the holidays. I respect that. <laughs> okay. Bye, everybody. Bye. bye.